Hi, you're listening to Screen of the Crime. I'm Tess. And I'm Maggie. And this is a podcast where we talk about true crime. And what would happen if your favorite TV and movie characters committed those crimes. Hey, Tess. Hey. We're back. What fish terrorizes the seabeds? What what fish? Jack the Kipper. (laughs) Okay. That is only good if you know fish. Unfortunately. No, it's funny. <laughs> I'm feeling attacked right now. Do you have more? Um, I have some really bad ones. Okay. Well, there was the one, what do Winnie the Pooh and Jack the Ripper have in common? What? The same middle name. <laughs> the. That's a good one. I like that one. Really? You like that one and not Jack the Kipper? Yeah. I'm offended. <laughs> the other <laughs> ones just have Jack the Ripper's name in it, but nothing else. These are from RipperVision, um, dot com slash Jack the Ripper jokes. If anyone wants to look them up, nice. <laughs> I didn't make them up myself. Yeah. Well, I think that pretty much introduces your true crime for the week, Jack yes. the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. So all my information was taken from JackTheRipper.org and Wikipedia. So um, I, I have a couple stuff that's left out because I'm slow and there's a lot of information. Yeah, there's a lot on Jack the Ripper. It's been around for so long. There's so much lore on him, and no one knows what happened, so it's, like, hard to get it all down. Anyway, so, Jack the Ripper murders occurred in the east end of London in 1888. They are also known as the Whitechapel Murders, and he is also known as Leather Apron, which I think is kind of cooler than Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Well, because it doesn't have a name in it, so it's a little bit more ominous. Yeah, he's not Jack, you know, he's Leather Apron. Yeah. Which is kind of like Leatherface in a way. Yeah. Leather's just scary. <laughs> um, they occurred and only threatened a small section of the community, but they had a huge impact on society. And the real identity of Jack the Ripper is unknown to this day. No one knows. I mean, I think at this point, how are, how is anyone going to find out? Well, there is a... This is a side note. There's a TV show called... In time, where this pretty British boy um, is a writer. I think he's H.H. H. Holmes. No, he's not. Mm-hmm. He's a writer. Mm-hmm. And then his BFF comes in, and he, they're having, like, a dinner party. And he's like, oh, I have inve-. He is H.H. H. Holmes. Oh, okay. Is that the serial killer? Yeah. No, he's not H.H. H. Holmes then. He's an author, a famous British author from the 1800s. Are you thinking of, like, the Sherlock author? Sir no. Arthur Conan Doyle? No, not him. He he wrote a book called The Time Machine. Okay. We'll find it later. Anyway, so he's he he has a dinner party over and he invites yeah. his friends downstairs and he's like, "I actually made a time machine." And his like other hot BFF is just like, "Does it work?" And he's like, "You'll have to find out." And then the police show up and he's like, "Your BFF is Jack the Ripper, and then the BFF travels forward in time in the time machine, so then the author has to go forward in time machine, and there's a love story. H.G. Wells, I just Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. H.G. Wells. Anyway, it's a pretty okay show. I would recommend watching it. (laughs) And we're back to Jack the Ripper. (laughs) So the exact number of victims of Jack the Ripper is also unknown. Crazy. The original murder file for the investigation contained 11 victims, but generally it is believed that five of them were done by Jack the Ripper. These five are called the canonical five, but people have no idea if they're really all his victims. Mm -hmm. Here's some information on the canonical five. 
Number one, Mary Nichols. She died on August 31st. She was murdered in Bucks Row, Whitechapel. At around 3.40, a man named Charles Cross was making his way to work along Bucks Row down a narrow cobbled street lined with warehouses. Cross approached a board school and noticed a dark bundle lying in the gateway on the left side of the street. He originally thought it was a discarded tarpaulin, thinking he could snatch it. He got closer. Mm-hmm. When he got closer, he realized it was a woman that was either dead or drunk. He then heard footsteps behind him, and it was a man named Robert Paul. Cross called to him to come look at the woman. She was lying on her back, her legs straight out, her skirt was raised almost over her waist. Cross touched her face and hands and said, quote, I believe she's dead. Robert yeah. Paul touched her chest and said, quote, Think she's breathing, but very little if she is. Deciding they were late for work, they pulled her skirt back down to um to her knees to quote cover her decency and agree to tell the policeman the first policeman they encountered oh yeah however neither man noticed the woman's throat had been slashed so badly that her head had almost been cut off how <laughs> it was dark it was oh. it was uh 3 40 a.m but still i think you'd see that you know if you're touching yeah. her face Whatever the 1800s. I'm just like trying to get in the mindset of like old England, where they're just like walking around. It's like, oh, someone passed out on the street. Let's just let's just go to work. Let's just go to work. Beat officer, uh, police constable John Neal found her body shortly after. He examined her body. He said she was lying on her back with her clothes disarranged. Her arms were warm, but her eyes were open, and her bonnet was uh, lying by her side. So he called for a doctor, like mm-hmm. a medical dude. Mm-hmm. She was pronounced dead around four, and he said that she had not been dead for more than an hour. Hmm. The examiner suggested that the murderer may have been at the scene when Cross found her body, like around the same time. Hmm. On an adjacent street, three horse slaughter men said that they heard nothing, but they hung around the body after hearing about the murder till she was removed, which police thought was suspicious. Like, they stayed at the scene. Yeah. And just kind of, like, stared at her. So they thought that was suspicious. Yeah. And then Patrick Mulshaw, a night watchman, joined them, the horse slaughter men, mm-hmm. at the murder site. Patrick confessed to dozing off on duty, um, but he said he was awake between 3 a.m. and 4, so around the time of the murder. Mm. But around 5... A stranger stopped and told him, quote, Watchman, old man, I believe someone is murdered down the street. So that's when he showed up at the scene. Huh. Yeah. So that's Mary. Yeah. The second victim is Annie Chapman. She died on September 8th. She was murdered in Hanbury Street in Spitalfields. British. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Annie was 45 years old, and she was, quote, short, plump, ashen-faced, consumptive. Mm-hmm. You know, your regular 45-year-old. She had been living in Crossingham's lodging house at number 35 Dorset Street for the past four months, so she hadn't been there very long. The deputy keeper, Timothy Donovan, said she was an inoffensive soul whose main weakness was a fondness for drink. She sold uh, crochet work and made artificial flowers, don't we all, (laughs) but didn't make enough, so she supplemented the rest with prostitution. (laughs) Don't we all? Don't we all? (laughs) 
She had two regular clients, Harry the Hawker and Ted Stanley. Ted was known to her fellow lodgers as the pensioner, and he told her that he was a retired soldier. It was later found out that Ted was not a retired soldier nor a pensioner, but in fact a bricklayer's laborer who lived in Whitechapel. According to Timothy Donovan, Ted would spend Sundays to Mondays with Anne, Annie. He also said that Ted told him to turn Annie away if she showed up with another man. So he didn't like Annie sleeping around with other men. Yeah. Ted denied all those claims, however. So, huh. A month before her death, other witnesses claimed that uh, there had been arguments between Annie and another lodger, Eliza Cooper. These claims were given by many witnesses, but some were confusing and contradictory. According to Eliza Cooper, she had loaned Annie a bar of soap, which Annie had given to Ted. Hmm. Um, over the next few days, Eliza asked for it back, only to be dismissed. They met a few days later in a pub in which Annie slapped Eliza, yelling, quote, Think yourself lucky I don't do more. Eliza retaliated by punching Annie in the eye and the chest. That's pretty badass, but... You know, yeah. violent, but... The bruises were still there when the doctors carried out the post-mortem, so it was pretty bad. Yeah. Annie's last few days of life were spent bruised and in failing health. Her friend Amelia said she had seen her the last couple days of her life, and Annie said she was not feeling well and getting worse. Witnesses said she, she saw Annie accepting an offer to go with a man at 5.30 a.m. to do the prostituting. Mm-hmm. At 6 a.m., John Davis found Annie's mutilated body in the backyard of number 29 Hanbury Street, the same place she had seen talking to the man. He had been seen talking to the man. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Third victim, Elizabeth Stride, died September 30th. She was murdered in Burner Street, Whitechapel. Elizabeth left the lodging house dressed ready to go out at 7 p.m., she was seen again at 11 when Jay Best and John Gardner saw her getting shelter from rain in the doorway of a bricklayer's arms. She was with a man who was 5 foot 5, five inches, mm-hmm. had a black mustache, sandy eyelashes, was wearing a suit and a billycock hat. He was what, what does that look like? I don't know what a billycock hat actually looks like. Because I don't like the sound of it. Come on, Tess. So a billycock hat, it's like a bowler hat, kind of. Ah. Yeah. I guess it's another word for bowler hat. Huh. He was kissing and hugging her. They were both seen again at 11.45. At 12.30, P.C. Williams noticed a man and a woman on the road to Dudefield's yard, the same place Elizabeth's body was found. Hmm. At 1 a.m., Lucy Demschutz, I'm sure that's the name, found her body. Her body was lying with the face turned towards a wall, her left arm was extended, and there was a packet of kachaus in her left hand, which is, I googled it. Mm-hmm. It's used for, like, you put it over your face to hide your bad breath or something. Hmm. I don't know. Her right arm. old yeah. English things. Her right arm was over her stomach, her throat was slashed, her left ear was torn from an earring being ripped off. Next victim, Catherine Eddowes, September 30th. She was murdered in Amitri Square, City of London. At around the same time Elizabeth Stride's body was found, another prostitute named Kate Eddowes, or Catherine Eddowes, mm-hmm. left a police station in the City of London. She had been arrested for being drunk and passing out on the street. 
She was also, like, performing for people, like, dancing or something. Uh. But then she laid down the street and was like, I'm going to sleep. And then she was arrested. <laughs> she was seen talking to the man, a man who was 5'7 and had a mustache. Um, her hands were on his chest. But it didn't seem like she was pushing him away, but her hands were, like, there. Yeah. At around 1.45, her body was found. So this is a little gruesome, because I, ha- I wanted to Google how like how her body was found because i know about the jack ripper jack the ripper murders and like all the murders were like gruesome but the website didn't tell a lot about how the bodies were found so i did some extra googling for her so Mm -hmm. she was laying on her back her head turned to her left shoulder her arms were by her side as if she had fallen her abdomen uh, her abdomen was exposed right leg bent at the thigh and her throat was cut her intestines were drawn out and placed over her right so- shoulder. A piece of about two feet was detached from the body and placed between the body and the left arm. The lobe and auricle er- of the right ear was cut. Her face was mutilated. There was a cut through her left eyelid, and right eyelid was cut through about a half an inch. There was a cut over the bridge of her nose. Her cheek was cut and it divided the structure, cutting through everything but the mucous membrane. The tip of her nose was detached and, quote, a cut from this divided the upper lip and extended through the substance of the gum over the right upper lateral incisor tooth. Damn. Yeah. That's... Ugh. Yeah. And is that the only one that was like that? Like, No, they were all very badly mutilated. Yeah. Like, a lot of um, the intestines were cut out. And I know, I think... I'm just going from memory. But I feel like he took part of their... Um, ovaries or something oh i remember it said something about there was a conspiracy that it was like some woman that couldn't get pregnant or something and she was upset and she was like cutting out the uh like the female parts not like the genitals but like the ovaries and the pregnancy parts i don't have any notes on that it wasn't on the website but i do remember that i think from buzzfeed unsolved or something probably all right So the fifth victim, Mary Kelly, (laughs) died on November 9th. She was murdered in Dorset Street, Spitalfields. She was the youngest of the other victims at 25 years old. She was also a prostitute. They were all prostitutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She was last seen alive around 7.30 and at 7.45 the night before she was found. She was seen returning home with a stout man with a mustache and a billycock hat. Mary was drunk. (laughs) Many neighbors remember her singing that night. At around 4 a.m., several neighbors said they heard a cry of murder coming from Mary's room. No one did anything. Thomas Bauer was sent to Mary's apartment around 10.45 to collect Mary's overdue rent. The door was locked, so I went to the window and saw her mutilated body lying on the bed. So. Mm -hmm. The other murders. There was a murder of Emma Smith, April 8th. She was attacked and died later of her injuries. Martha Tabron, August 7th, murdered in George Yard, Whitechapel. Rose Millick, December 19th, murdered in Clark's Yard, Popular. Alice McKenzie, July 19th, murdered in Castle Court, Whitechapel. A woman's torso was found under a railway arch in Pynchon Street, September 19th. Francis Cole, February 13th, murdered in Shallow Gardens, Whitechapel. There were more attacks. All these women were prostitutes. Mm-hmm. So... So the first five were the canonical five. They're like, Jack did this one. Yeah, for sure. And the other ones are just, they could be, they could Yeah, they were other murders that happened. Yeah, okay. 
So, the newspaper and police received lots of letters regarding the case. Lots of them were useless. Hundreds of the letters had been written, had been said that they had been written from the killer himself. Three of those were the most important and probably from the actual killer. So, the first letter is the Dear Boss letter, dated September 25th. Postmarked September 27th, was received by the Central News Agency. Eddowes was found three days after receiving the letter, with one ear cut off. The letter said, quote, clip the lady's ear off. So it gained attention. Yeah. The name Jack the Ripper was first used in this letter. It was signed by Jack the Ripper. Before this, it was Leather Apron, I believe. Ah. The second letter... <laughs> is the Saucy Jackie postcard. Ooh, I don't like that phrasing. <laughs> I don't know why it's called the Saucy Jackie. It wasn't explained, but I kind of, I like it. He's saucy. Dis- oh. <laughs> Continue. It was postmarked October 1st. The handwriting was similar to the um, Dear Boss letter. It mentioned the two victims were killed close to one another, which was in reference to Strident Eddowes. However, this was um, supposedly sent before the uh, crimes went public so they think it's from him because he talked about it before people knew about it and then my favorite letter is the from hell letter um, it was received by uh, it was received by george lusk on october 15th the letter came with a small box that had half a kidney in it Edo's last kidney had been removed when she was killed oh. um the letter said that the rest of the kidney had been quote fried and ate and a lot of people thought it was fake, but the doctor confirmed it was a human kidney. So I'm going to read a little bit from that letter. So it goes, from hell. Mr. Lusk, sore. A lot of things were spelled wrong in here. Um, it's not Old English. It's just like he spelled it wrong. Yeah. So sore is S-O-R instead of sir. Mm-hmm. I sent you half the kidney, spelled without a Y. I took it from one woman, preserved, which I'm assuming is preserved. Mm-hmm. It for you. T'other piece I fried and ate. It was very nice. Spelled with an S instead of a C. I may send you the bloody knife. Spelled without an E, but with the K, which is odd. (laughs) That took it out. If you only wait. Just spelled wrong. A while longer. Signed, catch me when you can. Mr. Lusk. So, that's that letter. Ugh. So, who was Jack the Ripper? Yeah, I mean, I feel like even if people did know for sure, it's like, at this point, it's so long ago that, like, what significance would it even have? None. It's just people want to know, you know? Um, But nobody knows who Jack the Ripper is. Some think that the crimes were done by a local gang, but by Ann Chapman's murder, police were looking for one suspect. So there's two theories. He had medical knowledge. There's a lot of speculation that the killer had medical or anatomical knowledge. The police looked at medical students who had spent time in asylums, but nobody was found. And they think that he had medical knowledge because a lot of the murders and mutilations, it had, like, uh, organ removals and stuff, Mm -hmm. which they would think would be only done by someone who has medical knowledge. Yeah. But no one was found. And then another theory is that they were a butcher. Um, they looked at all the butchers, but no suspects rose up. Yeah. I think the medical thing makes the most sense. Because, like, 
at that time, it's not like everyone, like, knew anatomy well. Even now, it's like if you told someone, oh, cut out someone's kidney. Yeah, well, I wouldn't know what it looked like. Would you be able to, like, pinpoint where it is? That's true. And, um... Yeah, so I don't know. The butcher idea might be make sense because if you were a butcher, you'd cut up animals, right? And you might yeah. know what certain organs look like. I know animal organs and or at least organs know how to cut things and not make a giant mess. That's true. But also, like with with the one murder I went into detail on, her face was just slashed up. Yeah, like which seems more angry than medical. Yeah. Know? Uh, there were a lot of suspects for many reasons, so no one really knows. Some are crazy, like some people believe Lewis Carroll was Jack the Ripper. He wrote Alice in Wonderland. Oh, yeah. Um, but that doesn't make sense, so we never know. Many people assume that Jack the Ripper lived and worked locally, but some, however, thought it was an educated upper-class man who traveled to Whitechapel from a better area because Whitechapel was filled with prostitutes and poor people. Mm-hmm. But, again, we do not know. Hmm. There is a female theory that, like, Jack the Ripper is actually Jackie the Ripper, but it's kind of stupid. Yeah, it doesn't make I think I've vaguely heard of that. Yeah, it's all, if you want to know any more information about the suspects, BuzzFeed Unsolved, BuzzFeed Unsolved. <laughs> does a great uh, explaining of it all. So I'm done. All right. Yeah, I guess there's no, like, there's no court or anything in this one because it's yeah. just... No one was found. Yeah, the last ones, it was, the last two cases were all sort of very, like, not too much conspiracy to them. Yeah. All right. Well, this time, I mean, Jack the Ripper is so specific, kind of, with what happens. I mean, all the cases are, but that one's kind of just, like, everyone knows it, so it's like, what do you pair it with? And I'm like, I think I just had to go with a... TV character whose name is Jack. Makes sense. That's the only thing I could think would be appropriate for this. And so this time we have a TV series that we're doing. 30 Rock, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. It's... And I haven't seen much of it, so yeah. send me hate mail. Yeah. Um, but written, created by Tina Fey, it's hilarious. But then there... Alec Baldwin also stars in it, and he is named Jack Donaghy in the show. He's the boss man. He's the C- he's the CEO of, um, I, I think it's, it's basically NBC. It's kind of the same thing, but they change the name as, like, all TV shows do. The, or no. Uh, it's basically, like, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, so. Is what Wikipedia says. Yeah, no, so he's actually, in the show it is NBC, not Yeah, it's on it. NBC, yeah. But the show, um, Tina Fey is basically, like, a writer on a show that's kind of, like, uh, Saturday Night Live, but it's not, like, good like Saturday Night Live is. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, but so anyways, the important part is Jack is the CEO of, um, the company, and he is kind of like a very stereotypical sort of cutthroat CEO. He's a businessman. He's a businessman. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> and so I was thinking, I'm like, okay, like a cutthroat CEO like that, that would probably be a good kind of parallel. A good guy to actually cut throats. Ha <laughs> <Oof. laughs> 
I think the worst is like your fake laugh after. That's even worse. No, it's funny. It's better. It's a good joke. Yeah. So anyways, since there's not really, I mean, the only structure to the Jack the Ripper case is the fact that there's murders, but that's it. It's very mysterious. But I think, so this, my explanation might be a little bit shorter just because, you know, there's not, there's not a whole court case to go along with it. It's very mysterious, so we're going to have to come up with some very wacky things. But anyways, I think Jack Donaghy, a CEO, how would he get started murdering? Well, is he still murdering, I hope not prostitutes, there's not a lot. I don't know, in New York. Oh, no, I think it would for sure be prostitutes. Oh, he's still murdering prostitutes? Oh, no, I think it would have to be, because, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think any of the people on the show would get killed off. I think it, this is just a highly hypothetical of just his character. No one else is, like, no, Liz Lemon, Tracy Jordan, they're not involved. All right. So it's a rich CEO man. Yeah, so I think this would go, go along with the theory of someone... Who's upper class. Upper class traveling somewhere to do the murders true true i think that's what's gonna be because like if he's in like manhattan goes to a little bit outside the city or like i don't know queens bronx you know i don't know anything about new york yeah i know the names but i I know manhattan brooklyn i don't think brooklyn that's the arts people right yeah mostly i think maybe yeah but anyways i think that's where this would go so but I think the start of it, because we don't know why Jack the Ripper kills, but I think the start of it would be one of those classic sort of, like, accidentally kills a prostitute. Yeah, you know that classic when you accidentally well, no. kill your prostitute? Like, kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, gets, like, has to cover it up for some reason. Sure. Like, it's there's an accident, but it's like, you know, don't But wanna. then it's like, once I get a taste of that murder... Exactly. I'm going to keep doing it because I like it. It gives me a rush. Yeah. Exactly. And, like, if you've seen the show, you know that, like, Jack's kind of personality is very much, like, not an addictive personality, but, like, for sure, like, half of him is one way and half of him is the complete other way. So he's, he's good at, like, splitting up his personalities for sure. Okay. Yeah. So he goes down to the Queens. Queens? Yeah. Or someplace where prostitutes hang out in New York. Yeah. And he accidentally kills a prostitute. Somehow. Yeah. And then he's like, well, I gotta keep doing this. Yeah. I think that would be it. So, I think definitely for sure traveling. And then we'll say, yeah, we'll stick with Queens, because that's what's been coming up as natural. Sure. Um, so I think the Queens killer. Ooh, I like it. Jack. Probably a better name. Jack the Queen Killer. Jack the Queen Killer, yeah. Because mm. women and queens. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I think, I mean, just like, I don't know if he would be as brutal with them, just because it's like, like... the intestines ripped yeah, out I don't and think the th- face all cut no, up. No, I don't think that it would be like that kind of thing. But I think, I mean, there's got to be some sort of tag to it that would link them besides just like the kind of location probably just hmm. i think it would he would cut their hair or something like that i don't like that i don't like that at all (laughs) i i mean i there's no good option 
There isn't. Well, he could still just cut their th- their throats. Oh, yeah. Well, that would still be the method of killing, I think. But that's not like a... Oh, so he has to have like a special... Like cutthroat and cut hair. Yeah. I really don't like that hair. Why it's like, not? what did he do with the hair? Did he take it? Does he have a hair scrapbook? That's creepy. Well, it's a murder. I think he would have a scrapbook. I don't yeah. like that. It's a murder. Oh. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Murder scrapbook. I think that would be, that would be the thing that would connect him in, like, a conspiracy way. Is like, somehow he would, like, throw out the scrapbook. It would be in the building. Okay. And then it's kind of one of those situations where there's, like, of the people who worked in this building, like, he would be the most known mm-hmm. for sure. So it's, like, connection that way. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously smart, so, like, it would be very hard to link him, I'd say. Or even if he did come into any trouble. He'd probably be able to, like, yeah. at least talk his well, way out Well, also, of it. the other thing is, that I forgot about also, is that there were letters to the police. Yes. I don't think people would be sending letters to the police, per se, or, like, an email to the police, I guess. But other the other thing is, he controls a media outlet. That's true. So he could definitely have fun with that, where it's like, oh, we get, like, sent a letter to the press, I think. That would be more what it would be in this time. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. Because even, like, with Zodiac, I think the Zodiac sent it to press, not to police, right? Well, the letters by Jack the Ripper were sent not to the, well, some were sent to the police, but some were sent to, I'm finding it, it's a central news agency. The Dear Boss letter and oh. the Saucy Jackie were both sent to the Central News Agency. Okay. Yeah. So, the, yeah, still, like, news, because you want people to get out. So, I mean, he could easily plant something in the mail, have it sent to even himself, and then... And then he'd be like, I found the letter yeah. from myself. So, it, it would, one, it would be a way to kind of create a cover-up, but then also... He'd get more uh, news from, like, his company yeah. would be and then also better. it's kind of sadistic yeah like you're i'm tricking them all haha <laughs> yeah so i think he would for sure get away with it because i don't think there'd be any so, like i unless there was like he slipped up in any way i don't think there would be any way of catching him that's true like yeah so i think like jack the ripper it would be an unknown thing for sure because he's a very, like, you know, put-together person. So, like, now, because you have to be careful with, like, DNA and all that stuff, you know. Yeah, well, in the eight, in 1888, his DNA could have been all over it. Yeah, but exactly. But now, I think that um, Jack Donovan? Donaghy? Donaghy? Yeah. yeah. Would be, uh, he would know not to leave any anything behind yeah it would be very put together yeah he could just throw away the suits that he was wearing yeah who cares about suits he would wear gloves yeah so that's i think that's my take it what uh, jack the ripper is interesting because there's so much like information on him but then it's hard to like it's so unique that it's hard to even like pair with something because it's like yeah. It's just one serial killer. Yeah, it's an unknown serial killer who killed quite a few people in yeah. a small area. 
and even sent letters to the police and stuff, but was never found. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's my take on that. (laughs) All right. If you guys want to support support us, us, (laughs) um, you can support us on Patreon at Screen of the Crime on Patreon. If you donate $1, you'll get a shout-out at the end of our episodes. We don't have any Patreons. It'd be really cool if you get a shout-out, but would be cooler if you donated $10 and you could choose what we do as a crime or a TV movie or whatever. Yeah, if you have a suggestion, send it in and... If you yeah, send in a pair if you want just a movie, just a crime, then we'll we'll talk about it. Yes, we are capable of doing that. Yes. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram or Screen of the Crime, um, same on Twitter. And if you want to email us any suggestions or anything, you can email us at Screen of the Crime Podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs>